everybody and welcome to In My Mug, episode 123, one, two, three, on Monday the 21st of March 2011, my name is Stephen Layton and I like coffee quite a lot. That's the best I can come up with this week. So, I'm going to dive straight into this week's coffee. And as you may remember last week, um, I said that the first place I ever travelled to was Nicaragua because we did a Nicaraguan last week. Um, but the first place I ever went to in Africa was Rwanda. Um, and that's where we're going to be going this week, so kind of ties in a little bit with last week, I guess. So, this coffee comes from the highlands of um, northern Rwanda. It's called Musasa, and has only been a cooperative since 2003, when they first built their first washing station. Um, I think they have two now. Um, and it's one of Rwanda's largest cooperatives, with some 2,000 members, um, of which 80% are women. Um, and if you've ever been to Africa, you kind of understand why, because I found that the women did all of the work while I was there, while the guys kind of pretended to. <laughs> Not much different to here, I guess. Um, but Masasa kind of produces some of the most amazing coffees, um, down to a few things. So, first of all, they've got great growing conditions. Rwanda is an awesome place to grow coffee. Um, they have some beautiful hills and mountains, which are stunning. They have 100% red bourbon, so for cooperative to have 100% kind of bourbon, excuse the noise in the background, um, is amazing. And they also, they're very careful in their selection and they've kind of grasped very quickly what something like the specialty market wants. So, as I said, Musasa was incorporated in 2002 uh, and is located in the Ruli district. Um, it has two pulping stations, it has... Uh, this is six delivery stations for the, the, the cherries to go to. Produces around about 100, 120 tonnes of green coffee a year. Um, and is very well respected and very well regarded. Um, the great thing about this co-op is in Rwanda and, and a lot of Africa, but particularly in Rwanda, there's lots of very, very small producers that, you know, 200 plants kind of producers. So it gives them a chance to sell directly into the specialty market. Um, that they otherwise wouldn't have, um, which means that they can increase the income they get in, they can get support from uh, the co-op and each other, um, and also just kind of ensure that the longevity of, of, of the market that they have access to is there. Uh, they're very well organised kind of group of people, and we've been super, super, super impressed um, with the, the, the quality, but also their, uh, the way that they listen to the feedback. We did have this coffee around about three years ago, um, and um, after a little break it's great to see it come back and I think it's as good as it was. I was a little disappointed with it last year but I'm very happy with it this. So um, Rwanda is a kind of unusual, uh, an unusual coffee kind of country and story. Back in 1990 when the coffee market kind of hit rock bottom for Rwanda it was devastating. It was their biggest export, um, they exported around about 45,000 tonnes a year, um, and it was a massive issue. Then the coffee price hit rock bottom in nine, early 90s, so lots of farmers gave up on growing coffee and uh, it became very disorganised and disjointed. Then in 1994 there was the horrific genocide that um, meant that lots of people lost land, lost their lives. I mean, over a million people died in the genocide in 94. 
and um, the country became very disorganised uh, and almost kind of fell apart. Then the president, Paul Kigani, um, who is an amazing man and has done some amazing things for Rwanda, um, kind of went in and went, right, we're going to focus on coffee again, um, trying to bring it back in. But this thing called the Pearl Project came along, which is a USA, uh, USAID-funded um, initiative, which was to help people of Rwanda basically get back into specialty coffee. So, uh, but also find, help them find the route to market with specialty coffee. So just producing great coffee isn't enough. So what they, these guys went in and did, they helped build washing stations, first of all. So the washing stations meant that they, the coffee could be processed locally, so it's easier, closer to picking, to process it. Um, it also gave uh, these co-ops the power to be able to come together and work as, work as a team. But Pearl also introduced coffee buyers um, to the growers, which is super important when you're growing such a great coffee. Uh, that you have somewhere that you can sell your great coffee to and not put all that effort in into micro lotting and micro milling um, for it suddenly just to disappear into the commodity market. So it's kind of really cool that this, this money has dried up now but the coffee in Rwanda is still benefiting from that um, just kind of transparency into the market um, and, and, and also that the, the, the producers just been able to, to, to produce great coffee. So Pearl, kind of main aim was uh, to support the cooperatives, uh, allow them, the small growers, to harvest their own coffee, uh, allow them to harvest their own uh, lots, if you like, or, or uh, co-op lots, um, and sell them directly to domestic markets or into exporters, and. Um, so the cooperative can kind of work together and have like a container-sized lot um, to go into there and to get more money than they would if they were selling it into the commodity market or, or the sea market as it's called. So um, yeah, very, very cool thing. Right, um, I am going to whap you on pause. Uh, I'm going to go and make some of this delicious, lovely drink and then I am going to come back. Uh, normally in this little middle bit I'll put a video in that I've done this week but I'm not going to this week although we have done one. I'm going to pop a link below which is to Hasblog uh, which is um, a post we've done on us moving house and it's called In My Roastery. I don't know where I got the name from. Um, but uh, do go and watch that at some point after we finish this but I should be back in just a second. So I'm back, um, I'm going to dive straight into the espresso, I was always giving it a stir. So straight away on the aromatics this gives you an idea of what this, this coffee is going to be. You can smell kind of like black currant, you can smell a little bit of, it's just acidity, you can smell that this is going to have some zing to it. So. Cooled a little on the way round, which has highlighted the acidity. Um, it's very bright, um, I get that black currant I could smell, I get a black grape, I get a little bit of black cherry, just a whole heap of black fruits. Some super complex acidity in there, it kind of keeps, just keeps changing all of the time. And the black fruits thing kind of suits it best of all I think because it just zips between them both. 
A challenging espresso, very challenging for me. Um, I'm not a massive Zingy fan. Uh, I've been changed a little bit, converted with Kicker. Kicker kind of made me appreciate a little bit more those effervescent Zingy shots, but um, yeah, definitely challenging. So I'm gonna dive into the milk. So that's more for me. Um, a lot of that acidity dies down, you get more sweetness come through. You get a little bit more body, has a little bit more texture to it than it does in the espresso and particularly the brewed coffees, which I know doesn't have masses of body. It really changes it and opens it up. Um, I quite like that with milk. I think it, 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 it's, it's definitely more my style than as a straight espresso. So I'm gonna show you the rose color now and you'll see from the rose color here that it's a, um, it's another one of those medium roast style of coffees. Uh, there's no need to take this anywhere near oils. I find with most Rwandans that if you do, it just kind of kills what's in the cup. So um, yeah, just, just, in, just past first crack, before second crack kind of happens is a good place for this one. Snozzer in the bowl. Just like on the espresso, I can smell lots of zinginess, lots of liveliness. Um, it gives you a real idea of what's about to come. It really is a zingy zing zing. Um, so, wrap that into there. Sorry, Bowl. Right, oh, cup. Uh, I was at the uh, UK Barista Championships this week and Simon, Simon Lloyd Flibster very kindly gave me this mug. Uh, the coffee of joy. So this is going to be a coffee of joy and it says, all those who sit from this warm and mellow potion were filled with such elation that their hearts could burst with joy. It's a beautiful cup and it's a beautiful sentiment. Simon is the kindest cup giver I have ever met. I, I would say, I don't know, seven or eight of my mugs are from him. Um, he's just a very, very kind man. The, the championships went well. Um, it was good to see John Gordon do really well again. Uh, he won last year. If you don't know who he is, go and watch episode 60-something, I think it is, or might be, yeah, 60 or 70-something. But John's a, a great friend um, and did really, really super well. Well done to him, but well done to everybody who competed as well. Um, really proud of the guys who used our coffee, of course. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was really cool and uh, a good few days. Good to catch up with old friends. So, going to dive into the cup. You see, this is me. Is where this comes alive. The zinginess really lends itself well to the brewed coffee. It's so clean. I mean, like so clean, it, transparently clean. You get a lovely, lovely black grape. It just runs all down the sides of the tongue. This for me is the closest it was to the cupping table. It's delicious, it's bright, it's zesty. Uh, it's just, yeah, very, very excited by uh, being able to have this back after a few years away. I really do feel it's back to its very, very best. Um, and I hope you enjoy it too. Right, um, I'm gonna wrap up uh, next week. We're on the road. We're going to. Uh, on, I'm going somewhere on Wednesday on an aeroplane to go and record the in my mug. Um, it's going to be slightly, slightly different, I think. And um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Actually, it's going to be going to be a great giggle. Um, uh, so yes, do tune into next week's. And um, I think that's it. Do remember, life is too short for bad coffee. And this is. Don't forget to check out 
in my roastery.